Hey guys, thank you so much for being part of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. I'm excited to have you guys meet my friend Tom Stammen once again. Uh, he holds my ordination. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, he sees me fit for the ministry. More than fit. <laughs> um, we've interviewed him before, had a powerful time, and I'm right now we're in Ankeny Open Bible Fellowship yep. in Ankeny, Iowa. And he's got a meeting tonight, so I just wanted like 20 minutes of his time. Uh, I know he's a very busy person, but he's got a lot going, and I'm excited for him to update you on what God has been doing in him and through him. So, Tom, welcome back to the podcast. It's exciting to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch. It's good to be with my good friend, anointed man of God, Brother Jared, and uh, to hang out with world changers is pretty exciting. It always is. So, Tom, it's been a while since we talked mm -hmm. the last time. Uh, you were, uh, it was a remote interview and, um, you did something very unique on that podcast and uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not going to mention it, but, uh, it was very unique. So I'm going to see if that, if that's what God is doing, but what has God been doing since that, the last time that we talked? First off, yes, you may give my phone number out if people would like to get a prophetic word. And you made that comment before that, uh, nobody does that. Nobody's ever done Yeah. That. Well, we're very unique people and, um. So I just encourage you, if you want me to pray for you, my phone number is 612-202-6064. 612-202-6064. Best thing to do is to text me first. And I sent out a, about 4,300 names in my phone. I sent out a mass text. I'm, it was a Catholic text. It was a mass text. But anyways, um, text me first that you want me to pray for you. I'll call you back when I have the opportunity. So seriously, guys, this is a prophet of God giving out his personal phone number because he's personal and you could relate to him. Yeah. Tom has, uh, I mean, there are some people that are just out of touch. Right. Right. But, I mean, even though Tom is prophetic and he sees in the spirit and he could read your mail, um, I mean, he's obviously personal, which is why we've connected and we're friends. Yep. And we're rocking and rolling for Jesus. So what has God been doing? Well, I'm pretty excited about what's happening. First off, we'll just start in Honduras. Uh, my wife and I just took in 25 new children. Wow. So you think you're busy, we're busy. And we love kids, and we're excited about that. So I gotta work another uh, 18 more years, retire when I'm like 99 or something, and then get started over again like Abraham did. So we took in 25 new kids. Uh, last year we found out, according to our engineer, that we are, have a top five diverse farm in Honduras. Wow. And for those who don't know, Honduras is about the size of Minnesota, Iowa, and the Dakotas put together. And so we believe that God's called us to fight one of the four horsemen in Revelation, and it's, it's starvation. And so we started raising eggs, and so we have about 4,500 eggs a day, which works out to about 1.4 million eggs a year from an orphanage. And so we don't exaggerate with eggs. And uh, so, exactly. Uh, last year we had 250 baby pigs, just bought 10 more sows. And so now we're gonna have, our goal is to have over uh, 1,000 pigs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's getting worse. So we're a top three pork producer uh, in Honduras. We also certain raise honey. And so we're going to be number one in honey by September. And so we have over 100 employees. And we had a Christmas party. I preached the gospel. Many of them don't go to church. And uh, over 60 people gave their life to Jesus. Wow. Some of our employees. So we're excited about that. Just added a, some new sports after COVID, a game called Gagaball. Have you ever played Gagaball? Oh, my kids do, yeah. Yeah, I love Gagaball. I, Played it, and, and, and guess who won the first game in the history of Honduras Gagaball? Yes, you're right. It is me. <laughs> I beat out the nine-year-old girls. It was an amazing <laughs> game, and I just cranked oh. away at it. But, yeah, we're excited about that. 
Uh, we're building an 18,000 square foot cow barn to produce more milk, and we are uh, building a welding college. Yeah. And the first kid that signed up, his name is Elder, and he wants to be a welder. He's Elder <laughs> the Welder. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and this is just in Honduras. You built 70 buildings there in Honduras, and you go, I think it, look, it looks like every month for a couple of days at a time. Um, what have you had to navigate? Because, I mean, now there's, uh, you know, this new president, I think, was sworn in. Jesus, take the wheel. So we had to fight COVID, uh, and so there's been a major spike in Honduras It's uh, in volleyball. And so we have our own volleyball court. And uh, the kids always tell me, you're hitting it too hard, Poppy. I just tell them to move. And so we had to fight COVID. We couldn't go down there for nine months. My wife, Dr. Teresa, who you probably need to interview since she's here too, um, she managed it up through Zoom meetings. And so we were able to keep going. And, and actually, we just finished our 79th building project. Oh, wow. So it looks like a city. We're excited about that. And unfortunately, well, the last president wasn't very honest. But now they got a socialist dictator, whatever. So we're praying to God that somebody holds her back. And because we're also building in Peru, and they elected a socialist leader. Mm-hmm. And then you got America that elected a... But anyways... Um, so I won't mention Do these it. people really get elected? Or uh, should I even? I probably shouldn't have go there. Well, we know they cheated <laughs> because the socialists cheat because the end justifies the means. And you know this, not to put everything as a spiritual battle, but it is an extreme spiritual battle because socialists don't care about people. They, can, they care about power. Mm-hmm. And they want to control people, make everybody poor except for the people in the party. Right. And so we fight poverty. And so we believe in the seven mountains and we're trying to take the mountain of economics and, and take the mountain of education and, and bring Christianity to the forefront. Yeah, that's exciting. Now, Tom, how long have you been in the prophetic ministry? I've been in the prophetic since 1996. So I've had the opportunity to pray over about a, over a half a million people. In fact, one of the greatest prophecies I've ever given out of a half a million people is a guy coming to the night's meeting and you're going to meet him. And so tonight. It was a, tonight. It was an incredible prophecy I, uh, God showed me. Uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine, I said, uh, do you see a man skilled in his work? He'll stand before kings, not before obscure men. And I see you in an airplane with 12 passenger airplane approximately, and, and you're with a king. How many kings are there on the planet? Not that many. Not, maybe under 10. And eight days later, he's with the, in a private plane with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. So he's coming tonight's meeting. And so uh, it came to pass. And so we're encouraged by what God is doing in the prophetic. And... Uh, We've had the, they said in IHOP, I had prayed over more people than anybody they ever had at IHOP. Really? You've heard of IHOP before? Well, oh, IHOP. Yeah, International House of Prayer, Poor People. Prayer. I mean prayer, sorry. sorry. <laughs> the one in Kansas City? Yeah, the Kansas City. the Pancake House. Yeah, that too, yeah. So I've actually, I was in Kansas City I two days ago. I prayed over the most people at the House of Pancakes. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was sweet. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Well, so with the prophetic ministry and then, mm-hmm. you know, with praying over this guy that you see, you saw him with a king and yeah. on a plane. And, and uh, tonight, I guess, just happenstance out of all the thousands of miles that I've been traveling lately. And I get to meet this guy. Yes. And so then uh, what, what are other things that you've seen God do in the prophetic? I know that you do uh, schools of prophecy, mm-hmm. teach people how yep. to hear God's voice. How, what do you see God doing through that? Uh, we just did a school of the prophet training recently. And we train children, adults, how to prophesy. I can teach. I did one that last Friday night in Sioux City, Iowa, and I can teach people in about three hours how to prophesy. And it's simple. It has to be simple, 
because the Bible says y'all can prophesy. Southern translation. If y'all can do it, it can't be too difficult. Right. And so we train lots of people how to prophesy. We also uh, see a lot of people find Jesus because of the prophetic. Right. So I'll call out people during the service, and I try to call out the ones that nobody would ever call out. And so skeptics find God because God reads their mail. Right, right. As you know. You know, I think a number of years ago, it was the first time I'd ever seen you in action. I was in transition of like careers. Uh, I'd actually, honestly, had burned out of youth ministry for a little bit. And that's quite the story. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out what direction I was supposed to go. We came here to see my in-laws here in Iowa. And then I heard that you were in some... So somewhere nearby, yeah. probably within an hour, kind of like right mm-hmm. now. And so I was like, I'll go see this man of God, this prophet, right? And I've never seen anybody before um, prophesy or give the opportunity to prophesy over everyone. But you also gave, you know, had other people doing it as well. Right. You know, and that's the fivefold. We equip people right. for to do the works of ministry. But you prophesied over it, and actually in the meeting, you called me up. And here I was, uh, I was 25 at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you read my mail, uh, big time. And then you also read my mom-in-law's mail and said that she was going to be a mother <clears throat> to the Marine Corps, and like a drill instructor, and I don't know uh, the whole word, but what she didn't know, what you didn't know, obviously, because you didn't know me right. at the time, that was kind of confirmation, hey, I'm supposed to go into the Marine Corps, so oh, I did that for a season cool. of my life. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting how those things worked out. So um, I remember just uh, you know just knowing like okay this guy is reading my mail. This is a true sign of what I believe. Yeah. You know, this is the gift of God. Now there are you know fakers out there. There are people yep. out there. Um, but I mean you've got the fruit. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you've got the city. You've got these orphans. You know and I think how many meetings a year do you do? I do right around 380 meetings a year. That's intimidating for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my last name is Stamina. <laughs> Tom Stamina. Yeah, there you go. So uh, you, you go to the churches because uh-huh. here we are in, at Ankeny Open Bible, and then you do a bunch of house meetings, and you also mm-hmm. have um, your own kind of movement. Can you describe that for us? Yeah, we're pretty excited about that too. Um, we don't talk about it a lot, but um, years ago God put in my heart to ordain people in ministry, and I had a guy, I was part of a denomination, and it didn't work out. And uh, another minister in that denomination said, well, the reason why it's not working out is because you're going to start your own, and you're going to be bigger than them. And I kind of went like, well, that's not going to happen. Well, it did happen, and our missions budget is bigger than the denomination we came out of. And we're just one little ministry. So we've ordained about, including you, which are very privileged to have you part of the team, over 800 people in 30 nations, and about half are still active. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'd like to share briefly about even that ordination story. So I've been ordained. I've been a part of different movements, you know, over the years, off and on. And, you know, just depending on where the the spirit takes me or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, again, I had the Marine Corps for a while. So I let my pastoral license lapse and things. But years later, I'm I'm ordained, but I leave an association. God bless them. I just knew I needed to be aligned apostolically aligned and some, with something in revival, renewal, and all yep. that. And here I was, you know, um, and I was like, oh, am I self-ordained at this point? Uh-huh. Like just in my head, am I self-ordained? Can yeah. I do that? But I was like, I still feel like I need something. So if anybody asks me, like, hey, Jared, who are you ordained with? I kid you not, guys. 
I think the next day, you text me, hey, Jared, are you ordained? I said, that's <laughs> funny. I, I, was like, I was like, Tom, I got a story to tell you because uh, I was just thinking about it. I should probably, you know, because that association, God bless them, you know, lifted the ordination because I was no longer paying my dues. Right. But I'd already left amicably and said, hey, guys, I'm moving right. to this other direction. So I felt like that was confirmation. I guess you could call it reading mail via text. <laughs> <laughs> right. However that works. Yeah. Um, but can you share some stories of what you've seen God do in the prophetic or lives changing yeah. transform? I mean, I'm excited for tonight. Right. Well, you know, God is in the know. Uh, I can remember uh, walking in this uh, friend of mine named Lorna, who's um, is ordained with us out of Washington. She said, let's go meet this pastor. So you walk into the church. I looked at the secretary. You want to meet the pastor. And by the way, go get a checkup. It's serious. You could die. So she went to get a checkup, had cancer, saved her life. That was just a random walk into a church office and give an encouraging word. Uh, another time, I'm praying over a guy in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And I said, uh, I see $10 million, a brand new health club in the Catholic Church, which has nothing in common. And so he said, uh, I'm going to meet with 10 bankers today. I'm going to ask them for a million dollars each. The best land in, Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin is owned by the Catholic Church. And I'm going to build the biggest health club in Wisconsin. And he did. Wow. And I get to work out it. In fact, I'll be working out in his other prophecy, which is, you're going to build a huge one in Milwaukee, which he did. And I'm going to be working out there, hopefully, on uh, Saturday or actually next Monday. Oh, wow. And so I've called out people in the audience. I had this happen in Kentucky a couple of weeks ago. I asked the guy, do you know Dave and Danny? He said, yeah, they're two of my best friends. They're right over there. And I just prayed over them. I didn't know their names. So sometimes God would show me their names, passwords, what they talked about, what they dreamed about. Uh, what they're going through, what's going to happen next week. I don't take any credit. I just give all the glory to God. Right. As you so, do, do. So some people think that that's like, uh, I don't know, untouchable. How did you get there? You know, like, like, like for me, I'm just like, you know, people ask me questions. They want a method. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Methods, formulas, all mm -hmm. those things, those are great for pastoral points and, mm -hmm. you know, sermon outline and stuff yeah. like that. But, Besides just intimacy with Jesus, yeah. Like, what would you say to someone who's like, I want to, I want that, I want that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. So I just taught on this again last week. Uh, it says in Romans chapter twelve, verses four to six, uh, we prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. It was on talk about just before that, gifts, grace given, gifts, grace given. It's a gift. It's by grace and it's been given to us, and we we prophesy according to the proportion of faith. And so. It's all faith. I call up people during the meeting. I never met them before, and I prophesy. Mm -hmm. I call up people. I sit by people on the airplanes at times back, especially before COVID when you didn't have to wear a mask. You know, Paul was on the road to Damascus. But anyway, and I'll pray for total strangers. I'll pray for people at the gym and, and speak over things. And so basically there is kind of a method, or kind of a, uh, a strategy, and it's uh, there's four steps to the prophetic. Very simply, there's a jumping off by faith, a word, a picture, a vision, you hear God's voice, you just sense something, a holy hunch, uh, sympathetic pain, you feel the pain that they feel. There are little ways that God kind of gets you to jump in. And then the interpretation, which is part two, which is fairly difficult. So you see this word, what does it mean? And so, for example, the church I'm here, I prophesied over the pastor's daughter. I said, I see some guy with black Nikes, black Nikes. Who cares about black Nikes? Well, she was thinking about dating a guy, and he played as drums in church, and he wears black Nikes until she married him. 
wow. was in this church many years ago. So what does it mean, the interpretation? Uh, applications, well, what do you do with the word? You know, I met prophetic people. They rhyme words. They say nice things. But what do you do? We're action people. So when, when, when I was driving through a town called Jefferson, Wisconsin, have you heard of it? And I saw a starship in Jefferson. I thought we could build a city. So it wasn't just some symbolic build a city. It was like we just finished our 79th building project and we built a city. Wow. And so we're, we're very pragmatic, practical. So what do you do with the words? So we believe that there's an application. That's not just a feeling good, like, oh, that's good. You told me my name. Well, well what is that? Who cares? Your mother knows your name. What, but why? So wake up people, get, them, get their attention, and then apply the word. And then the last part is declaring it, declaration. So you declare the word, declare the word. The prophetic word. I, I rarely say, thus saith the Lord, because it, no, it could be me. I say, I believe this. I can see this. I sense this. I really believe you should do this. And, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to pray over a half a million people, and 99.5% are right on, and occasionally I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says you prophesy in part, and you know in part. You see through a glass darkly. If I was 100%, um, I'd be more accurate than the apostles, because Jesus gave a prophecy about John, and they said, do you mean John's going to be here when you come back? And John said, he never said that. So they misinterpreted up Jesus' prophecy. So, right. Because yeah. there, there's the prophetic, and then sometimes we misinterpret things because that's, Absolutely. Us, We're know, that's a whole other topic. But, you know, guys, this is an exciting time to be with Tom Stammen. He's got a meeting here starting real quick, so I was able to break him away mm-hmm. just for like the last 20 minutes or so. So this is awesome. I'm going to do this again. But Tom, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you? Uh, if you can text me, 612-202-6064, I will text you back. In fact, I'll even call you. We do have a website. It's tstammon.com. T-S-T-A-M-M-A-N.com. tstammon.com. If you don't like to spell, just Google Honduras Tom or Tom Honduras, and we come up. And so you'll see the city of refuge. Uh, one thing also I, d- I did mention is we have safe houses. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And so we have a safe house in Missouri, and we took in our third girl. In fact, we met her at this church that we're at tonight. And so we rescued girls from trafficking, and we're building a Bible camp. That's awesome. So we're excited. I'd like to have Jared come down there and speak at our Bible camp. No, that'd be an honor. I would love to. It'd be fun. It'd be awesome. Guys, thank you so much for joining this podcast, Adventures in the Spirit. I want you to share this and reach out to Tom Stammen. Mm-hmm. His phone number again is 612-202-6064. Text me first. Thank you. Be activated. As a contractor, I choose Hardy Fiber Cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high-quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFidel extremely satisfied. Using Hardy Siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit. Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build.